Hi, everyone, and welcome to another exciting, comics-loving edition of Words, Images, and Worlds. I'm delighted on this episode to be joined by comics creator, artist, Jeff DeCal. Jeff, welcome to the show. Thank you for taking some time to talk with me. Thank you, man. Yeah, yeah, my pleasure. And we were talking a little bit before I hit record, talking about the sort of the unique sensibility that you bring to comics. I, I think you bring uh, a vision that's not necessarily seen everywhere. And so I'll throw out a couple of titles. Um, and then if you want to give a just kind of a, a brief background about who you are and the, the training that is part of your approach. So I'll say She-Hulk. Uh, Catwoman, probably one of the the biggest ones. Uh, Iron Fist, Marvel's What If, Trojan. Um, so so lots of different titles and characters out there um, that folks can check out and, and likely know you for if they're listening to this. A anything about your background that you want to share just briefly before we talk a little bit about your creative process? Um, yeah. So you know, I've been drawing my whole life, and I've kind of as I've grown and as I've um, just gone through life experiencing it, always creating art as well, um, it's kind of like my life experience would inform my art as I would grow and get older. So when I was younger, it was like comics and video games um, and like cartoons and stuff like that. And and then as I got older, I just started really becoming um, kind of infatuated and obsessed with like um, portraiture. Mm -hmm. um, so I would, you know, kind of copy. I'd always always copy faces like out of magazines and, and stuff like that. I always had this like obsession with like getting all the features right. Um, um, you know, so so I would kind of do that as I would get older. And then my mix of love of comics and cartoons with my love of portraiture, I think that's pretty uh, apparent in my art today. Um, then when I, you know, became a teenager and got into high school, I started. Uh, like doing graffiti I met all these you know all these kids that did graffiti and I was really influenced by that and I thought it was really cool how in graffiti uh, there were always these characters these like really like usually abstract weirdo characters um, and that really kind of got my attention so then I uh, kind of unbeknownst to me you know I would kind of stylize my my faces but i wasn't but like not, not really consciously i just kind of had to kind of stick with that uh that like graffiti um that graffiti vibe so that kind of informed my 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 portraiture um mm -hmm. so now it's like cartoons and comics you know realism abstract graffiti stuff um and then i got into college and then for the first time i started studying art history and learning all of our history way more than just the renaissance da vinci michelangelo you know the things that everyone knows i started learning about impressionism and baroque and and all these um, periods in art history that i was very unaware of mm. and that was super inspiring to me um so now it's like my art is kind of influenced by like kind of a very wide spectrum of um like styles you know cartoon comic graffiti realism um and and uh uh, and I just I feel like that's why people love my work in the comic industry. Um, now I was I was very insecure when I got into comics because you don't see a lot of portraiture and realism in comics, and um, it's generally kind of like 
taboo to use reference uh, in, in the comic industry. Um, and I do, and I do use uh, like a lot of reference, um, you know, uh, generally my, my friends and family and people close to me um, and myself, obviously sometimes, but um, yeah, I thought I was gonna, like, I just was a little bit insecure about that. And, and now it's, it's like I said, it's, um, uh, it's was made me a lot more comfortable when, as I would continue in the comic industry, um, it's like the same reason why. I thought people would kind of reject me is the same reason why they, they, they love me. They like my work um, mm -hmm. and, and are, and are drawn to it. And just from the comments I get and, and some of the things people say. So it's, it's really interesting how, how that worked out. And, um, and um, yeah, I just think generally it's good to bring some kind of like um, non-traditional or unexpected aspect into something familiar um mm -hmm. kind of like um crossing genres i i always think it's cool when you have like some kind of like sci-fi uh influence coming into like westerns or, or you know what i'm saying just just yeah. just like what like 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 when you're merging two things like you always get something new and cool and um something novel something that people don't see um often so uh yeah so okay yeah so done with my with my monologue yeah. <laughs> that's it's a good monologue yeah that's that's really cool and i love the idea of graffiti as inspiration and just kind of taking these things in from around you because uh there are art forms like that that i feel like don't get their due you know they're sort of the the like banksy like out of place things that uh people try to police and it's cool to actually incorporate some of those pieces uh, and and kind of mingle them together to create something that people haven't seen before. Yeah, and that's something that I think is extremely important, and that I speak about um, often is that to bring your life into your art. Um, mm -hmm. Like I said, uh, the references I uses the references I use. Um, I've never, I don't even think I've ever actually hired or paid a model. They're all my friends and family, people in my apartment buildings that I've lived in, and and I and I know them, and 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 it's like. Um, and then like my life, like graffiti, you know, like that, bringing that style in, into my work and um, some of the things, uh, and it's all very subliminal. Like maybe I, I would maybe be the only one that could actually point certain things out, but people mm -hmm. still um, connect with like the subtlety of artists bringing aspects of their life into their work. Um, it's not generally so great when, you're always watching tutorial videos or you're always asking for advice or you're always looking at other people's artwork and you're, and you're emulating. Obviously when you're a young artist, you, you need to do all this stuff, but um, mm -hmm. one you need, you know, you got to hit a, a phase where you stop doing that and put more of yourself and your life into your work. And um, especially in this day and age where everyone's an artist, everyone has an Instagram, everyone can see everything everyone's doing AI, all this shit, man. Like you have to, um, really put ourselves into our work. And, and, and I, I think that's extremely important, especially, uh, especially now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I imagine that's, that's more rewarding for you as the artist too, to be able to look back and see work that you've done. And it's not necessarily just about here's this thing that I, that I had to do to meet this deadline, but more so like, here's my friend. And this is the part of my story that I brought into this. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I, and it's funny. I've um, um, when I'm at conventions and uh, people 
bring me some of my books to sign. You know, it's funny because it's like random because it's just the comics that they like, you know, their favorites. Um, Mm -hmm. But then it's like that, you know, someone might bring me five books and it's like five of my friends and like sometimes (laughs) they might even know each other and I could like see them in the work and um recently i was at i was at a show and and i i use one friend kind of often and uh and this this person brought me like i don't know like five or six or seven comics and it was all my friend it was all him like he had, <laughs> it was all di- different characters right but he was all of them and it was it was, it was just funny to me you know? yeah yeah so do you have like a, a preferred process or medium um that you like to use so um, nowadays, my work is either digital. Di- well, it's kind of always been like this. I've been doing digital painting since uh, maybe 2006. And that's always really good for commercial work with deadlines and, you know, uh, maybe changes need to be made. It's very easy to make uh, changes. Um, it's very easy to like to uh, test different color options and um, create a new layer in Photoshop and mess with something. If I don't like it, I throw it away, you know, and just continue on. So Photoshop and digital painting is very good for that aspect. Um, I've always been drawing, obviously, with just a pencil. Um, so, um, um, and then I started painting when I got into college. So obviously, if a collector wants an original piece of work, you know, I need to make a painting. Um, comics kind of got me into watercolors. Uh, there's a couple of a uh, couple couple uh, artists were using watercolors and I got influenced by that started doing watercolors after I um, already got out of college um, so so nowadays it's I, I do these like mixed media black and white paintings uh, I remember when I started doing the black and whites it was because I felt like my work um, lacked contrast I felt like I was kind of staying in like the mid-range mid-range values too much and worrying too much of you know mid-range like mid-tones are where like realism kind of happens you know if, if you have very high contrast images they tend to be tend to be um, a little flatter and kind of look a little bit more like comic art and and I kind of wanted I was looking for like a better balance of realism and and abstract comic shapes uh, mm-hmm. hard edges um, so just one day I said you know what I'm gonna start I'm not gonna paint with color for a little uh, while obviously my commercial work I still continue with color because the covers need to be full color but um but in the traditional work i just started using black and white and i just started like really enjoying it um it's just you know the color is like kind of one less thing to worry about and you know when we take something out of our lives or our art or or whatever um something else kind of has to fill that that void and like this this painterly technique of um you know, I call them kind of like these controlled mistakes or like mistakes in quotes, right? Because it's not really a mistake, but it's these things that happen that I don't plan for that kind of lead me into these places within the art that make very unexpected um, shapes and marks and and, and brushstrokes. And uh, and I've just been like kind of having fun with that lately. So, you know, digital digital stuff for commercial work and then these like mixed media paintings, Um for collectors and, and for myself love it love it i love the the mixed media approach and you mentioned watercolors a, a bit back and i'm just i'm always impressed with what artists can accomplish with uh e- even just watercolors and what that can bring to a comics page that feels unique i, I was just at a museum in south carolina and 
Uh, I mean, that's the kind of place I can spend like an hour and not even realize it, just admiring what people do with uh, the different tools they use. Yeah, man, it's it's really amazing. And then the stuff that I like a lot is um, water, watercolors are a really great opportunity to kind of like dance with the medium, you know, to to let the medium be what it wants to be. And then you kind of like be what you want to be and you kind of direct each other. You know, sometimes the watercolors want to do things. And mm -hmm. if you try to control it too much, you know, it's uh uh it's there's like resistance to that um yeah but you but it needs direction you know without without you directing it it's just uh superfluous i don't know if that's the right word just like um, mm -hmm. amorphous i think that's the, the word i'm looking for just like nothing it's just like a nothing so you have to direct it but there's a balance you know and i um you know it's like when you look at like a like a photorealistic painting um like the metaphor I use is like a photorealistic painting is, is, is like a lecture. You know, the artist is, is, is like the, the piece is telling you everything. There's no dialogue. There's no conversation. Mm -hmm. When you see a more painterly um, painting um, and it, it does, the medium is not as relevant, but, but um, the reason I thought about this is watercolor is very good for this is when there's loose edges is when you can see the, the artist let the watercolor kind of like, kind of like dance and do what it wanted to do um and maybe there's a broken edge or or the, the the paint goes outside the line you know the viewer um is 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 participating in viewing it you know it's more of like a conversation mm -hmm. the viewer kind of fills in where the where the paint kind of looked like it wanted to go and and um and and, and generally speaking in life, people don't like to be lectured, right? People like to, to have a dialogue, to have a conversation. So so people tend to look at and appreciate that kind of work a little bit more than the photorealistic. And I'm being super general, you know, everyone has their preference, but um, that's just kind of like what I found. Um, but but yeah, but, but I, I tend to like uh, mediums that aren't permanent, like ink, as soon as you put on the paper, done, that's your mark, it's, it's over gouache mm -hmm. is, is is what i use for my mixed media stuff and it's um it's kind of like a happy medium between acrylic and watercolor but um i like it because when you put it down you could you have some time and even when it dries you can kind of re-wet it and mess with it a little bit mm. and watercolor as well um charcoal obviously you could mush that around and i just like that kind of stuff where um you know i could kind of like i could i could keep making decisions it's not like mm -hmm. i have to make a decision and, and kind of be be done with it and uh there's a ton of metaphor in that also that i could go on a tangent for but but i'll end my i'll end this monologue right now yeah i love that i love that idea and um so any are, are you the kind of artist who you sort of have the the worlds that you want to create in um you sort of know the the worlds, the characters that you want to explore, or do you like to be surprised by um, the things that I guess editorial teams and uh, folks out there in the industry like to connect you with? Oh, that's a great question. Uh, both, both for sure, because, mm -hmm. you know, I have my like characters and archetypes that I enjoy painting and drawing, but um, man, I, sometimes I'm really surprised by stuff that gets pitched to me that ends up being, um, like pretty cool. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and then it, it that kind of gets 
that that has the potential to get wheels turning that maybe has some rust on them that I didn't that I don't didn't use. You know, I'll get I'll get a pitch from an editor or or someone uh, some project and it'll just get me thinking about something or get me thinking in a way that I I'm not used to or hadn't thought about in a while. Um, and then that connects to one idea to the next idea. And then I kind of think about something that I've seen in my life and connect that. And, uh, and that's, 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 the, that's, that's one of the best parts of, of this kind of career. I yeah. think so. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so, so definitely both. And then, and then obviously maybe it's ideal if there's like a little, like, obviously there needs to be a level of, um, obviously I need to be interested in the project no matter what for me to do my best work and, and create something great. Um, and generally speaking, um, yeah, there would need to be maybe, you know, some kind of, um, uh, you know, like one of my interests would already have to be in this new kind of idea, uh, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. So I just have to be into it. Um, and then if there's a level of, uh, uh mystery and novelty in it, that's, that's even better, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so next question is sort of uh, the opportunity to give you some space to add anything about your vision that you want as an artist. Um, I, I love the idea that you're bringing of the the artist, the person, and lived experiences being part of comics art. Because I, I think a kind of an undertone of the entire show is that comics are indeed or can indeed be complex and um, engaging so I, I love that sensibility that you bring uh but but anything that you want to add about your vision hmm. um so I, I i guess if we're talking about uh you know pre-existing characters from companies mm -hmm. that have been around for decades and these characters have been drawn for, for decades um you know, that's that's one thing, because I'm coming into this character with all this history. And. Uh, so it's like. I'm infusing myself into this character, but there's already. Such a bar, you know, so many set reference points for who this character is, what this character should or shouldn't look like. Mm -hmm. Um so I'm coming in there, you know, I'm not coming in on like a blank slate when it comes to that. And that's fine, you know, um, and that's just part of the job. And that's, that's a, it's a, actually a big challenge, right. To, to do that, to bring something new to a character that's been drawn at uncountable amount of times for, for decades. Um, so that's kind of where bringing my life and, the, um, my tendencies and my, my, my taste and my, my preferences for shapes and features. Um, that's kind of where I would bring myself in, in, into um, that as far mm -hmm. as like totally creating just characters that just completely new characters. I've never really done that professionally. I've done that in my own work a little bit, um, just in my own drawings. I'm actually working on a, on a, on a story uh, that I'm drawing, create a own story. That, oh, love um, it, love it. Yeah, that I'm drawing the sequentials for. And uh, I'll give you a super brief uh, rundown on that. It's not, you know, it's not like some uh, super complex character as as the main story, but it's based on a dream that I had. And um, it's it's me in the dream. And I and I, I attempted to write this 
attempted to adapt the dream into a story from the perspective of not necessarily me, but like, you know, a guy, like a man my age. And I, and I had a lot of trouble writing it. And then, I mean, this is all, I've been working on this for, for years in, in between, um, in between all my, all my work. And at the time I, my nephew was, was young, he was like nine or 10 years old. And I was taking some photos of him for like something totally different, but he kept giving me these like really cool little kid action poses. And it just got me thinking that I wanted to use him more like in my work. And then I got the idea to adapt the story as if it were from uh, a 10 year old boy's perspective instead of a man. And I just wrote the story like it just it just flowed out. So I kind of like created this this boy that's like based on my nephew, but also has my tendencies and like kind of who I am. And um, and then uh, two big influences for me was like the Jungle Book as a kid and the Matrix. Right. So. Love so it. this boy, yeah, so this boy in this story, you know, I kind of took these things about um, my influences, who I am, um, and, and, and the kind of stories I like. I mean, like the Jungle Book and the Matrix, there's sort of weird parallels um, between those two stories. One is like super high tech sci-fi. One is like just a kid in like basically underwear in the jungle, right? So, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but like the characters they meet, um, the 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 journeys they're on you know um, so i kind of used me my personality my dream and then these two stories that had a lot of influence on me when i was young and um, i kind of created this boy in the story um so yeah i guess that's just an example of of just what we've kind of been talking about um of just putting your yourself and your life into your into your work and and combining yourself and your influences right so mm -hmm. um, um, you, you, you kind of, you know, I, I, I would maybe say you generally want more of yourself than your influences, but it's, it's a balance and, and each job and each project can call for, for a different amount. You know, if I'm, if I'm drawing some Marvel characters, it's obviously has, has to be more influenced from the company and the, and the, this, this predetermined character and their whole history. And then I can put some of myself into that and make it stand out. But if it's my own story, my own creation, you want more of myself in it with a little bit of influence from um the things that um that i kind of gravitate to yeah i love that and uh i love how you're talking about sort of mingling ideas bricolage and play both from the the perspective of like the tools you use the the media but then also the kind of stories that you want to tell, because uh, I mean, the matrix and the jungle book, I never thought about those things sort of layered on top of each other, but that's, I'm excited to see what you put together with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and uh, both of those stories, the character is just learning like these just like profound like things, you know, about the world and about themselves. And I, I just think that's so important. And that's a lot of what my, my story kind of is about. Yeah, very cool. Very cool. Um, well, final question, and I promised I wouldn't keep you long. Um, and that's just space for you to talk about upcoming events. You mentioned conventions and going to those. Um, any current or upcoming projects? And then if you want to share any information about um, commissions, if folks are interested in that, uh, just, a, just a space to share about any follow-ups that you would want listeners to to be thinking about oh uh, yeah i mean i just kind of got done laying out my story that's my big mm -hmm. that's this big project i've been working on for years um no no date when it's going to be finished i'm not 
going to I'm um I I I like I really want to be almost basically finished with it before I start promoting it. Um I just I don't want to like tease it and then still take years, you know, to finish it or a year or whatever. So um whenever that's done, that's going to be done and I'll everyone that follows me or likes my art will for sure know about it cuz I'm going to be um really promoting that and and really um um you know, that's going to be my main focus when I'm ready to put that out. But other than that, cool. um yeah, no, just I'm just continuing on my covers with all the companies I work for. Um, that I'm super, you know, appreciative that I that I keep getting work and um, keep doing what I'm doing in this industry and traveling. Um, um, I think I'm, you know, I'm gonna do Dragon Con in uh, you know, at the end of August. Um, that's all I got planned as far as uh, shows for us the year. I, I might do a couple more, but that that's the only one that's solid that's in Atlanta. Um. Um, yeah, and, that, and that's kind of it. I'm not really taking commissions. I just have so much, so much work. And, and when I'm mm -hmm. not working on, when I'm not working on paid stuff, I'm working on my own projects. So, um, but I'm always drawing at conventions. So if anyone ever sees me at conventions, I always take a list at the beginning of the show. Um, and yeah, and, and again, I say, I feel like I say this after every convention, I make some post on my social media, but I'm just so um, appreciative of the people that enjoy my work and, and, Come to my table at shows and and uh all the editors that i work with and companies um and you you jason man just for wanting me on on your show it's uh it's just been just been really great because i just still feel like this kid drawing you know teenager running around doing graffiti and um and just kind of where my career is at now is, is is uh i'm just really appreciative for it and for everyone that's that's helped me get to where i'm at um so yeah i think that's it Awesome. Awesome. Well, well, thanks for taking the time out of your busy schedule um, to talk with me and always glad to share about your work. Always glad to sh glad to see how you're um, exploring new boundaries and, and new approaches to comics. So thank you so much, Jeff. Thank you. Thank you. Jason.